What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Coming up on the pod, we talk a new Guinness World Record, America's Best Bathroom, another interesting arrest in Florida, as well as the movie we are reviewing today, The Suicide Squad. Yeah, let's fucking rage! If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic, you got cannabis keen and he's alright. Caitlin is giving all she can give and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. Okay, how do you get a job here, there, fuck face? That's easy, I employ myself. And to my left we have feature film producer and... Uh, and former CEO of Mammoth Media, Christopher Hawkins. Say hello, Chris. Hola. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> put, put some respect on that. Well, it's good to have you back, Chris. It's been, what was the last one you were on? Twister. Twister. Oh, yeah, it's only a few weeks ago. Twister, yeah, not, yeah. not a whole long Jeez. ago. Jeez, I'm tapping into you quite a little bit. That came out wrong. I am tapping you as a resource hey, quite can, a little you bit. You can tap me as hard as you want. Uh, tap, tap, tap <laughs> Uh Yep, Keenan is out because he has vaginosis. And so let's go ahead and move on and get to the news. I never oh, so in, in, in his honor, Bonazewa. There we go. <laughs> so uh, the last the last time we did news, Kyle was on and he was like, "Man, you have some really dark news stories." You're like you're right. I'm gonna go a little lighter next time. I listened to that. And yeah, I, and I was just laughing, thinking of Kyle's inner thoughts of just like, "Oh wow, I was like so ready for." This I just came on to talk it. about a movie, man. And all this is sex trafficking at Disney World. I'm like, that's that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's we it. throw that's you for a curveball. That's where it goes. You're welcome. All right. So we first point of, uh, first news point today is a new Guinness World Record has set. A man balanced 101 toilet paper rolls on his head to, you know, be in the Guinness Book of World Records, which is impressive. That is impressive. 101. I mean, uh, that's that's pretty that's that's impressive. It is. Now, my question is, does he have to stack them and then get them up there himself or does he just stand there and someone else stack them? I would imagine someone else would have to stack them. They would, but it'd be way more impressive if he like put it was like together. throwing them up there. Well, not well, he would. I mean, that would be very difficult, but. If he was able to like take the tower and then like stand it up on his chin, kind of deal. Oh, that'd be interesting. Kind of like those. Um, oh, they used to be at the halftime at Mizzou games. There would be these plate spinners that would like climb on top of each other and hold oh, spinning plates. Yeah. That was always cool. I I could not believe they found a way to monetize that skill, but still really cool. Well, it's like most things in the Guinness Book. You, well, you know, a lot of one is in the Guinness Book. Yeah, most noodles in the lake at one period most of time. People floating on a noodle. I was in that photo somewhere. Yeah, with the, well, yeah, we yeah. you were too actually. The, the plane like flew over. It was was it a plane or a helicopter? I think it, I don't remember. I don't remember either. It was, well, it was like really six years remember. ago. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what happened is an Idaho man broke the Guinness World Record by bouncing 101 toilet paper rolls on his uh on a single roll placed on his forehead. 
So am I to believe that he leaned his tilted his head back and then just stacked paper tell or paper blah, blah, toilet paper rolls up to a hundred or hundred and one? That's pretty tall. That's wild. Man was named uh, David Rush. He's broken actually more than two hundred Guinness book Guinness World Records. So he's basically uh, just th- that's his shtick. He likes to break world records. That may make a little bit more sense because why else would somebody just randomly decide, hey, I, I know what I'm going to go for. Yeah, I mean, good for you, David Rush. More power to you. Uh, Rush said, quote, there were multiple failed attempts before he determined that uh, the best shape for the stack was a pyramid on to- top of an inverted pyramid. So that sounds even more complicated. That is more complicated. But I, I guess from a balancing perspective, maybe. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I was I was anticipating just like a straight shot. Yeah. Well, hey, good for you, David Rush. <laughs> good for you. Dude. Moving on to the finalists have been announced for America's Best Restroom Award. So America's Best Shitter gets an award every year. Uh, like a uh, like per restaurant? No, no, no. It's just uh, anywhere, any restaurant, any facility, anywhere. Okay. So basically, this company called Centas. Cintas, C-I-N-T-A-S, is currently accepting votes for its America's Best Restroom Contest, an annual celebration of the cleanest, most captivating facilities in the country. And the top 10 finalists this year are Core 24 in Greenville, South Carolina, the Fancy Flush in Santa Rosa, California. I like that one. JFK's Airport Terminal 4. That's on the that's a finalist. Four. Planet Ward. Planet Word. Planet Word, Washington, D.C., The Pump House in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Steamboat Springs in Seabow, Colorado, The Fed Community in Clarkston, Michigan, Two Cities Pizza in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then the William S. Craycraft Park in Mission Viejo, California. Good luck to all the finalists. I guess so. I mean, that's a lot of information that is going to be interesting to unfold. Yeah, I I mean, what an honor to be in the top ten. you got to put a plaque in your shitter for that. Now, is it, is it like new shitters, or is it just they're that clean? I think there's several factors that come into play. One of them being cleanliness. Another being, um, I guess, creativity with the way the bathroom's designed. I don't know all the details. Accessibility, ADA compliance. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure OSHA gets all up in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not ADA compliance, is it? Uh, that's like safety. Okay, yeah. So, same thing? No. Okay. But- <laughs> Great. <laughs> but- Great. Sure. But I just, um, whoever wins this award. So allegedly people come, like, they when they advertise this award and they give it out, people who come from hours away just to use the cleanest bathroom in America or the best bathroom in America. If it's a thing, I could see people doing that. I mean, not on my top five things to do on a Saturday, but I don't know. If I lived close, if I was within an hour, I might. And that's pushing it an hour. I don't know if I drive an hour to take a shit in a really nice bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. See, we, with all the like uh, homes and buildings, like you'd think like, oh, you set a brand new toilet, get it all done. And I've never been the guy that's like, oh, I want to like defile this first. Of course not. But dude, here's the thing. This is something you could get in on. I'm sure you've designed some pretty great bathrooms from time to time in certain homes. Every now and then. Yeah, we got to get you on this award list. I like the ones on that rooftop that we did. Yeah, that commercial building. Yeah. It's a beautiful building. Yeah. Those were some, I like the men's bathroom more than the women's in that, which is rare. Good shitter. It's it's good shitter. The high, it's a top quality. It's top, top of the quality. line shitter. The, the, the key is, especially in a commercial space, is we don't do the like uh, partition like ah uh, uh, yes. It's all fully closed in and it's all got a door. Nothing makes me happier than walking into a public restroom that has fully enclosed stalls. Yeah. I I fucking love it. I'm so much more comfortable. There's nothing worse, and this happens to me semi frequently, especially at work, where I'll just be doing my own thing, and then some guy 
who is, I don't know what his diet is, will sit right in the stall next to me, <laughs> right. and we'll have this really uncomfortable experience together. And the fucked up thing is, when I can see their shoes, so I know who it is. There's right. not that many people in the office. I'm like, Jesus, Pete, chill out on whatever you're eating, bro, because that does not smell right. Yeah. Well, so then we know that the world, or the America's best bathroom, definitely doesn't have the partition walls. They have, they're fully enclosed. Fuck no, dude. That's got to be. That's classy, man. Oh, yeah. That is high class. The other funny one is, speaking of the ADA, the, the shorter urinal in those yeah. is the ADA compliant one. See, that's strange because that's, ha- that's for shorter people, right? Or children. To be completely honest, I have no clue. I have okay. absolutely no clue. I know that it has to be like within like uh, 16 inches of the, off the floor, 16, 18 inches off the floor for like the bottom lip of it. But I don't know what. You know, like if a walrus comes in there. Okay, yeah, that's I, that's plausible. We, <laughs> walruses have to urinate as well. You know, I have no clue. I have no clue what the function or reason is for it, but I do know that that's what that is. I will tell you, whenever I'm forced to use that particular urinal, I get piss all over myself, just splashed right back on the legs. Yeah, no, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great. And then, the uh, remember the ones at Mason that went to the floor? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Why wouldn't you just do that everywhere? Seems like a much, much better... Uh, but the only difference is you stand as far back as you can go and still make it in there. Oh, I, I used to do that. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, great. Yeah, that was yeah. the best. I yeah, you see the, that was back like when we were kids. We this is when it wasn't weird to be peeing next to each other and then having a contest. Like <laughs> right. at, at our age, that would be very strange. Well, the contest has changed a little bit. I mean, we'd have to be maybe if I was super drunk, I'd be like, check it out, guys. Yeah, no, that was like you start going and then you start taking steps back and see how far you can get. Yeah. Another trick I developed at the especially at the office is when you're peeing and say you just you put it away a little too soon and you get a little droplets on yourself. You look like you pissed yourself. Here's what you do. You go wash your hands and then you get water on your hands and just flick it all over your shorts. That way it looks like you just fucked up washing your hands instead of peeing yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you man. Know, uh, Khakis it bleeds right through. Uh, yeah, well, don't just don't pee in your pants a little bit. You that, know? That, that's ideally what I'd like to do, but <laughs> I'm not batting a thousand in that department. <laughs> Shaking more than twice is playing. I, as well. I'm telling you, I went through a phase where I would shake it for a minute and a half, and I'll be like, "God damn it! What is going on here? They have a prostate problem." Well, yeah, I would get, I would definitely get that looked at. I remember speaking of uh, that time in high school. One time, I. You know, took a piss and opened the sink, and it just like sprayed water out of my crotch. Yeah, that's where I got the idea. Yeah, no, no. So it just, it, it, yeah. So exactly like that, except for this was actual water. And I walked back in, and I forget who it was, but somebody was like, "Oh, you pissed yourself." And I said, "No, no, no. I tried put my finger over the end of it when I was going." <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I thought I was the cool guy. It's like, oh yeah, no, I did. I, instead, I just purposefully sprayed myself. Oh, that's the worst when you're going, and then like it's two streams going different directions. It's like fuck. Yeah. And then you got to clean it up. Or if in a public place, I just don't because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, that is bad. It's a real piece of shit. That move. is that, that is bad. Fully acknowledge it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they pay someone to do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Such an asshole move. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? There's somebody that's on the list. Like, we're going to have the most perfect bathroom. Rob gets out of there and like, sweet, there's piss on the wall. Yeah, there would be. Well, hey, it could be worse. I'm not one of those guys that takes a huge fucking shit. And then, like, I swear to God. I'll walk. How do people get it on the rim of the toilet? Like these these toilet seats are enormous. They're they're for morbidly obese people. How do people get shit on the rim of the toilet? I, I don't know. This don't conversation has taken a weird turn. <laughs> I, was say, I don't encounter that that often. But oh, God, maybe I'm just going to the wrong gas stations. Uh, all right, moving yeah, well, on. Don't take a shit in a gas station. Well, hey, man, sometimes you don't have much of an option. I guess so, but try to avoid those situations at all costs. I mean, I don't seek them out. <laughs> but maybe you know may- maybe next time we'll just try and hold it last little thing is i'm thinking about the best bathroom definitely has tile on the walls and not sheetrock just so that way yeah. you can clean this stuff off oh when yeah 
you know, vagabonds like you go in there. Dude, yeah, if you had fucking sheetrock, that would be a, well, a huge pain in the ass to clean. Yeah. It'd be impossible. There's probably a pun there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from potty talk. All right, enough potty talk, <laughs> potty mouth. Uh, we have another interesting arrest in the state of Florida. This one's pretty great. Oh, boy. There is a Florida woman who was arrested after a, quote, lewd virtual visit with an inmate. So, nice. a Florida woman exposed her breasts and appeared to pleasure herself during a virtual visit with an inmate last week. Ended up behind bars. Danielle Ferrero, God, I can't believe her name's in here, 38 of Puta Gorda, spoke to an inmate on a video call in Charlotte County Jail's Visitation Center on August 8th and was arrested days later and charged with exposure of sexual organs. I don't get this, really. So, yeah, so she was outside giving somebody a show on the inside. Yeah, but it was a virtual show, right? So, so someone else was looking. Was it Google that did it? Was Google airing it on their video chat and being like, well, now this is inappropriate. I don't know, because I, I guess... I mean, with COVID, conjugal visits are just out of the question. Yeah, so that's what you got to do. Yeah, man. If I was an inmate, I'd be like, really? She's not in the prison, like, behind the glass, like, putting her titties up on the glass. And that's an interesting deal. If conjugal visits are a thing, then how come that's not allowed? I think they're a thing, but I don't think it's a common thing. I think that's something that's, res like, reserved for prisoners who earn extra privileges. I, I don't know. Extra yeah, I think, I think if you keep your nose clean on the inside, you yeah. get perks. Here are 10 tickets to the spank bank. Yeah, pretty much. Or like, <laughs> hey, man, uh, if you want to pay a, a sex worker to come in and, you know, you get 15 minutes. I mean, if I was in there, I'd be like, yes, of course I want to do that. I would be on my best behavior to make sure I could do that. <laughs> yeah, best behavior. So once or twice a year, I could get it in. So you know what, uh, Miss Ferrero, I, uh, I'm i sorry you've been arrested. I think it's a it's a, a miscarriage of justice. She was uh, she was doing a service to that. She man. she was providing a very valuable service to that inmate. Yeah, who knows what he's in there for? I mean, to be fair, he could be a total piece of shit, and we don't really want him. To hey, man, that. they pieces of shit got to bust nuts too, bro. Yeah, some of them uh, have a problem doing that, and that's why they end up in jail. Though. Some of them, yeah, that's part of it. And then some of them end up just you know swapping teams and fucking guys in jail too. So. That's one way to go. That is one way to go. That's 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 how insane. Like that's how insane men's sex drive is. It's like okay, well, I'm not gay, but I'm just not gonna not have sex. So, so, so I'm kind of gay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of gay while I'm on the inside. Yeah. No, that's so. You know what? If you're in prison, be good. Save up your sex tokens. Yep. And turn them in appropriately. Be on your best behavior. Yep. All right. Now we're gonna move on to a segment we've been doing a couple of uh, a couple of weeks now. I, I pick out one or two TikToks that I collect throughout the week that i feel are worthy of playing on the show and we we just have a nice little reaction to them cool so let me pull it up here white claw gabe. okay so this is another one from white claw gabe he's made multiple appearances and uh he's got a great message that i really resonate with in this particular tiktok because i feel the exact same way hi kanye west this is white claw gabe please drop the fucking elbow drop the fucking elbow please so that's uh oh, this is that guy that just white claw gabe white claw gabe is the best he's so funny and i re this resonates with me because that kanye west album was supposed to be out two fucking weeks ago he had his listening party and said he was dropping it the next day that was two weeks ago he still hasn't dropped it and god damn it i'm interested to hear the new record i hear it's great it's got great critical reviews this is the part of the pop culture where i totally fail I didn't know anything about that. Oh, it's been a... I just know Kanye West is kind of crazy. 
He is. He's um, kind of come. I think this happens to a lot of people who kind of <sighs> that are musical or any realm of genius, and then they kind of hit their peak, and then they just go fucking crazy. Well, he has the shoes, doesn't he? They're the Yeezys. Yeezys. Those sell for like twelve hundred a pop. Nice. Yeah, can't afford those, and honestly, not my style. Even if I could. Yeah, I don't know that I would be ever down for that. Twelve hundred is a lot for some some uh, some runners for sure. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so I, well, I mean, but guess clearly dropped the album. You drop it. White Claw Gabe is, yeah, has spoken. Said, that Kanye being said, like you know, you promised the people. That's got now. that's got half a million likes on TikTok, man. That's that's no joke. Another weird thing, I've never been on TikTok. I don't know what it is. So, well, I know what it is. Like, is, isn't it like like Vine is a thing? Yes. Uh, it's like a it's like a social media app around the concept of Vine. Yes, basically, people there are specific trends and premises that people make videos on, or there's just people like White Claw Gabe who scream into the void, and they're my favorite. I really like the Screaming to the Void people. They, I think they're hilarious, and I love them. Yeah. And so this is, uh, I encountered this at the airport uh, just uh, last uh, few, a couple days ago. Satan worship pray, mask, and you're proud of it. Shove the masks up your ass and let your mouth. No new world order. Nobody's Satan. Your own shit, Satan. England, elite motherfucker. I told you don't give him access. Did you just say something I told you not to say? Pushing my buttons with your snake mother on the ground with your luggage shit? Are you with the goddamn Stella FBI mother with Obama and my family? Are you the bird bitch from stolen stuff in Mexico? Asking me who my god is? How long are they? One minute. No, no, it's a minute. Oh, I thought they were like 15 seconds. They can be. So they can range. No, no, no. No, that's all good. You got the gist. I get it. Uh, was that an episode of Cops, or was that that was Air- that was the chick that was getting arrested for showing her titties at the? Oh God, that would be so great. Yeah, that was that was uh, Daniel Ferrero. No, that lady. Um, I think I I gotta think might be a QAnon believer. I'm not sure. She was screaming a lot about the Illuminati and the New World Order and Satan. That's those are three big themes. Yeah, TikTok's not what I thought it was. No, it's well, it's wild. It it's is not what I thought it was. It is wild. It, it like shows up on Instagram sometimes. Yeah, people have it, but it's just like the dance video things. That's that's one lane. There's many lanes. I didn't know that was that lane existed. That's the freakout lane. There's where people just post videos they've taken of people freaking out. Some of them are fake and staged, which really rubs me the wrong way. I could see that. Not a fan of that. Don't spend if that it's much time. if it's not authentic, this what are you doing? There's plenty of pissed off people in the world. Just oh. Get a, you know, uh, there really are. Yeah. Just like that lady right there. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she might be on the no-fly list. Probably. If not, probably now. Yeah, she. Well, no, yeah, now. After she was escorted out of the airport. I Was she leaving or coming in? Because she's not getting on a plane. I have no clue. Hopefully she was home. But And there's video with that? Or is oh, video. Nope. Oh, all okay. the, yeah, if, if I was more technologically advanced and was had more money, I would I would play them over the... Over the, the so the viewers could see, but unfortunately, uh, we're not quite that technologically. Well, she sounds advanced. great. I would take her out. <laughs> yeah, I would go on a date with that woman. Great, she's wonderful. Um, definitely doesn't need to see a psychiatrist. All right, moving on to the movie we are reviewing today: The Suicide Squad, as opposed to Suicide Squad. Release date was 8 5 2021. Director James Gunn. Before this, I did not realize James Gunn had done a very limited amount of movies. He did that movie Slither. I think that was with David Arquette. No, no, I'm thinking the Spider movie. He was that was Eight Legged Freaks. Yeah, Slither was some kind of a horror film, which I didn't realize he was a director of. 
And then obviously Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2 and also directed several episodes of a TV series called PG Porn. Okay. So that's all he's done? That's his IMDb? Yeah. And then after this, he's going to be doing Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy and he's also going to be directing that TV series adapted for The Peacemaker on HBO Max. So him and John Cena are going to do a whole season at least uh, with that character. Which I'm, I'm for. I think that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. If if they turn that, if they were smart and did that like a political satire, it'd be awesome. Go on. No, that's it. What do you mean? Well, what the, what's the peacemaker do? He, he well, he, he he wants justice and he wants you know America to survive no matter what to the point where he, he will destroy everything. He loves peace so much he'll kill however many women, men, and children it takes to to keep it. Yeah, right. And so I feel like you could. You, I mean, you could do a political satire out of that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, like Cena says, he's the douchebag version of Captain America, which I think is kind of true, in in, in ways. I mean, sometimes Captain America is a douchebag version. Of I, that's America. what I was gonna say. He's kind of a he can be a douchebag just by <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah. All right, cats. The two we're going to be going over is Idris Elba's Bloodsport and John Cena's Peacemaker because we haven't done Idris and we haven't done John, and John was my favorite of the ensemble. Uh, King Shark, probably my second favorite. And then Paul by Polka Dot Man. Which that was, um, you should not know Sylvester. Oh, yeah. Well, that's honorable mention to, we've done Sylvester because we've done a few of his movies. I know, but always do Sylvester. He's worth $400 million. Yeah. Always do him. Marco Robbie is Harley Quinn. Joel Kinnaman is Rick Flagg. Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang. Pete Davidson is Blackguard. Michael Rooker is Savant. Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, is Weasel. And then Sly Stallone is King Shark. Yeah, you could have done more people. Yeah, I know, but when we do we do news and stuff up top, it gets to it gets to run pretty long pretty quick. I know. It's hard to skip over Margot Robbie, though. It is, but I've only done I've only done that because we've done her in the past. Oh, well. At least on one occasion. Old news. So try to throw in some new ones. All right. Idris Elba. Before this, known for The Wire, obviously, is one of his most iconic roles. 28 weeks later, Takers. Being, uh, he was a famous DJ in London, still is from time to time. Thor in the MCU. Well, not Thor in the MCU. He was one of the. He's the gatekeeper. Yeah, the gatekeeper in the Thor I don't know films. What his name is. It's, it's a strange name. Prometheus, Pacific Rim, Beasts of No Nation, The Dark Tower, Molly's Game, a show Luther, which was on the BBC for a long time. Now it's on Netflix. And then Hobbs and Shaw. And then after this, coming up, he's got a film based on the series Luther and then Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Which, the first Sonic the Hedgehog, did you watch it? I, I need to, I have it. I it need is to. actually really awesome. That's what I've heard. And James I, Marsden brings it. Does I, he really? I've seen that movie twice. I sat down and watched that movie twice. Is I J- think it's hilarious. And Jim Carrey goes, oh, you dropped your cup. Yep. Fix that later. Yeah, Jim Carrey goes full Jim Carrey. Which, uh, that's what I'd be excited to see. Yeah, no, and, and it they could do, do a second one. I really like that. Well, I believe Idris is going to be playing Tails. You remember him? He was the Red Hedgehog. Oh, so he wouldn't, he'd just be voiceover. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think he's doing Tails. I could be wrong about that, but they I like think. like introduce him in the end. Oh, they do? Of the first one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Spoiler alert. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Oh. No, no. I'm not watching it yeah, now. Hedgehog's ruined for everybody. All right. John Cena. Before this, um, oh, how'd I fuck this up? I didn't. WWE. I, yeah, WWE. Um, I d- forgot to put, I, Use last week's. I have uh, someone else's before and after here. Uh, let's before it's known for the WWE. After this, known for a lot of shitty B films, or before this, still a lot of shitty B films. Fast and the Furious Nine, which he was equally terrible as he was good in this movie, or in this movie than he was in that movie. He was not good. Yeah. What else has he been in movie wise? Uh, he was in that movie Cockblockers. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Andy was in the uh, movie with he played Amy Schumer's boyfriend in the beginning of Trainwreck. He was pretty right. funny there. He's been in a few things where he's really, really funny. He's really hit or miss. If you if you cast him in the right role, he's he is perfect. It, but in films like Fast Nine, they ask him to do a little too much from an acting perspective. It seems yeah. like he is asked to brood and kind of do what Vin Diesel does, but just in not as good of a way. Yeah, it, it's it it doesn't work as well in the Fast film. Yeah. Plus, I think he does the uh, he's a big component of that Make a Wish Foundation. Oh, is he really? Yeah, that's great. He's done. I don't know. I don't know the number offhand, but he's done like an immense amount of those. Did them all throughout his like WWE career. He seems is like that a, the right word for WWE. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, as far as I know, I don't watch wrestling, but I just know that's what he's from. You know what's weird is I don't watch it still. I never did, but I'm more intrigued to watch it now. I don't know why. I've seen the promos. I'm like, I might give it a shot. I couldn't do it. I just I, I don't know. We, you know, it's fake. It's scripted. It's all that. It's stuff. athletic theater. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it, don't get me wrong. I think it takes an immense amount of athleticism and skill to do professional wrestling. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Those guys are in great shape. Um, but that's, it is just a play, but with with athletic people. It's 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 like the, the, the A-team basketball players started a theater club. And they're like, well, we're not going to do this this gay Shakespeare shit. Let's wrestle. <laughs> we're going to have to wrestle each other. That's not real wrestling. Yeah. All right. Net worths. Idris Elba. Thank you, Chris. Um, he's not been in as many things as I thought he was. I'm gonna go 65 million. 30 million. I think he's slightly under underrated. Um, which and then John Cena's is surprising. Uh, so he, I'm gonna say 125. Not 60, but I didn't think he'd be worth twice as much as Idris. I mean, that WWE shit must really pay. I don't know. By the time you do merchandising and all that stuff, it'd be it'd be a lot. Which, but the thing is, Idris hasn't been in a lot. He's fantastic. In Molly's game, he's really good in. Yeah, he's a great uh, actor. He would be a good Bond. Of, yeah, 100%. If they, if he, he's not too old to do it. If he did become the next Bond, I think it'd be fine. Oh, he is almost too old. Though. You think so? By the time you go, you know, because if, if, say they make four movies. Yeah, you got to do a three or four picture deal. You got to have at least two years in between each one. So they need to start someone young because even Daniel Craig's like aging out of it. Oh, yeah, this is his last one. And that's his big beef. Is that he's aging out of it? Yeah, he didn't want to do the last Oh, one. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I'm, I'm sure those are physically demanding films. Yeah, he was over it and he's like I don't want to I don't want to hang my hat on my acting career being Bond, which is weird actually, which I'm uh, way off the rails. I read too no, Sean Connery did the same thing. Yeah, I do remember that with Sean. Sean he didn't want that role to define his career, which it kind of still ended up doing. <laughs> yeah, I was like how'd that work out for you? Not great. <laughs> Entrapment was good, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, the Rock, you guys did it twice, yeah. I think. We did do it twice. Yeah, that's so. a great movie. Well, and the thing is, it's such it's a sad to me that Sean's last feature film, Mr. Connery's last feature film, was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I wish he would have gotten one more in him that would have sent him off on a little bit of a, a higher note. Yeah, yeah, that's a very specific movie. Yeah, he turned down Gandalf. Oh, I heard that on your last yeah. one. You shall not pass. <laughs> you shall not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> All right. I, I got to get a Connery impression in every episode. All right. Uh, specs and Deets. Runtime on this film, two hours and 12 minutes. It's it's beefy. It's long. It's beefy. Uh, budget was $185 million. It's opened up at, it opened at $26 million, and thus far has grossed $42 million um, domestically and $118 million internationally, globally, thus far. So it's on track to do just fine. Yeah, but that's it, but that's all skewed because of streaming too. Yeah, it, we're all you know. I think that that game is going to change a lot. 
because uh, we watched it on HBO. I did too. But did it have a theatrical release? No. It, no, it's just HBO? Because Warner Brothers signed a deal with HBO Max during the, the height of the pandemic that they were going to release all these movies on their platform, I think for a nominal fee. Like, oh, yeah. I think HBO Max paid whatever the difference is and what they would have made at the box office. So I think, um, so I don't if they haven't been in the box office, how are they calculating how much money it's grossed? I, is that it, it, like we've said that is it new subscriptions is what it, whatever it is I honestly do not know the answer to that and maybe or it, is it just um, like a merchandise a- advertising I have no clue yeah I don't know I don't know either because it's not like they it used to be back in the day before to the streaming days that you would make a huge chunk back on DVD sales too that's right. that's no longer a thing right they don't I mean no one they don't even make do they make DVDs still I guess they do. Uh, maybe you can buy them. I have not bought Shouldn't. one. That's pretty antiquated by now. They still make digital DVDs or <laughs> digital. DVDs. No, what was it called? HD DVDs. HD. Well, if you're gonna get a DVD, you want it to be high definition. So that's probably the only one to make. That was their answer to the Blu-ray. Like we're gonna make high definition DVD. HD, yeah. That did not last long. Yeah. Plot keywords. Number one, graphic violence. Number two, rat. Number three, profanity. Number four, dismemberment, and number five, Starro the Conqueror. Yeah, I like I like Starro. Everybody the needed to know what is that? Who the sword or uh, starfish? Starfish was. Yeah, he was the original nemesis to appear in the first Justice League comic. So Starro the Conqueror. Oh, so I'm assuming he was um, Aquaman's big rival. I I don't know. I think uh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be weird if he was Batman. Really stupid villain. <laughs> It worked in this movie, but yeah, it, it, it was. It, <laughs> it would have been better if it wasn't the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's there's. I have some things that could have been cut 100%. Uh, and they only called him Starfish, never Star of the Conqueror. Yeah, that's true. I They don't really Project ever mention him. Yeah, Project Starfish. They never mention him by name, do they? John Cena's like, oh, question. <laughs> that, that's uh, what Starfish is slang for butthole. Yeah. Do we think there could be a connection? <laughs> that was a good John Cena. That was a good John Cena. Uh, no. <laughs> No, John. Uh, Taglines. They're all very blah, which whatever. Um, Number one, they're dying to save the world, which that one actually. Is that recycled from the first (laughs) movie? Well, no, I mean, this makes more sense here because a lot of them died. Yeah, they did. And then the second one is don't get too attached, which that makes sense. And um, the third one is just boom. Very weak. Boom goes the dynamite. So the first two read a little bit better now that I'm thinking about it because when you think about how many of the hero or heroes, the anti-heroes they kill off, it's the majority of them. Yeah, I think that they're dying to save the world is not bad. No, that one's not I bad. I just thought that was from the first one too. Well, th- that would be weird if they recycled it. Maybe. Yeah, anyways, those are fine. Uh, boom is a little weak, but whatever, all good. All right, we have no canopsis this week because Keenan is out. I'm going to grab a beer real quick. Yeah, go grab one. Moving on to the Real Buzz Rundown, we will go over the film and anything and everything we liked and disliked. Chris, do you want me to start and you can sprinkle in? I'll have you start because I don't want to just kill your buzz because I know you liked it. No, you're good. I, I did. I enjoyed this. <laughs> I And I think I enjoyed it mostly in, compared, in comparison to the first one that was released. Yeah. The first one was so bad that if you made a decent movie, people are going to love it. I also think we fall under this spell that anything James Gunn now directs is going to be great no matter what i think we convince ourselves because james gunn directed it it's going to be good even if it's not as good as it could it could be i think it is a little overrated but i, I still yeah, think it's good. i agree I, well he did great in guardians yep 
But it is funny how they're like, oh, he did Guardians. Let's green light him for $186 million to do this one. Well, I mean, it was financially it'll pay off. I mean, if it, it, he'll, he already is greenlit for a sequel, which obviously I think we figured that was likely going to happen. Yeah, and I actually have issues with a little bit of it because, like I said, wait, I started as I'm taking over, the length of it, I said it was too long and like the whole starfish battle in the end. Yeah. I feel like when there's that much money in the line, they do the best they can to make it an epic. Yep, and I genuinely feel this would have been a better movie if it just kept simple. You know what I mean? Like, say the starfish just oh, like they shot something and it just blew up, done. Yeah, just you know what get, I mean. Kept it more um, grounded in Instead, a way. Instead, they just kind of tried to rev up for this last little bit of oh, we're now we're gonna you know stretch run. And, yeah, and, and I think that's because of the budget, because of what was demanded, and because of the pressure. I don't think that was because that would have made it a better movie. Yeah, I think you're right. I think with the budget they gave him, they wanted to see, they wanted to have it a spectacular finale, which, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it it was unconventional and weird for sure. Yeah. And I, it was cool at the beginning, and I only picked this up. The, I picked up a lot of things the second time watching it. So when the staff is forming that Deadpool to see who's gonna uh, bite the dust yeah, going into the mission, that was a cool. That was a good foreshadow for I. I was like, oh well, how many of these guys are really gonna kill? And then in the first fifteen minutes, they kill seven or eight. Yeah, which it opened great. Yeah. I thought it opened great, and I and, and uh, open with Savant and yeah, Savant, and then Pete Davidson crushed it. You thought he? I thought his acting wasn't great. Oh, he's he's just. I like Pete Davidson. I do too. I don't know why, but I just really like him, and I think it's he's just got an authenticity to him, and I really like. He's like, oh shit, you put me next to the werewolf. Oh yeah, you know, like that whole thing, and it was a weasel. I liked that he was faking out going for his guns with the guard. That was funny. Yeah, he was pretty good. Well, he he's a very funny actor, and I think in like I said in the right, this wasn't my favorite performance of his, but I I think he's a great stunt cast in that it's going to hype the movie up a ton ahead. Is like when he I remember when he released the cast and said Pete Davidson, I'm like, oh damn, I'm definitely excited to see yeah, this. He was he was good in it for the time he was in there. Yeah, basically after the first fifteen minutes, the only character that you knew was safe was Harley Quinn, and that was it because they're not going to kill off Harley Quinn. Right. They're going to have more movies. Uh, I was surprised they got they off Rick Flag, but I also liked it because it kind of gave the movie some emotional depth. And because because this yeah. Rick Flag was much more likable than the Rick Flag from the original one, he was a lot more. Uh, I was more sympathetic to this Rick Flag. Yeah, he was better in this. He was funnier. He had a little bit, you know. Uh, he did okay. I don't know what his motivations as a character are for being there. You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, everybody's going to die. This is impossible. Sorry about that. That It's a text. Uh, where were we at? No, Rick Flagg, I thought, I don't know. He was okay. I was okay they killed him off. I don't know what his motivations were. And I had a problem with, as much as I liked the beach scene, clearly they sent you know some of them in there to be decoyed and ambushed, and then they sent the A-team, quote-unquote, to go on a different route. Yeah. But why did they put Harley and Rick Flagg with the B-team? Well, see, the I, don't, team? I don't think that's what it was. I think Amanda Waller was just doubling down, saying, hey, we're sending two teams in. We're not telling either one about the other. I mean, from a plot-driven perspective, they put two teams there so they could kill off a bunch of people really quickly in the beginning. Right. Like They, they did that to get their cameos and, and cult quits. Yeah, so, they, so we could see, like, oh, this is going to be that kind of a movie. Because the style violence while very graphic is done in a comical way so it's it's there's it is very graphic but there's not like a tragic element to it and the guy that disconnects his arms and they fly yeah what do they call him tdk and uh and he is he's a comedian he's oh he is oh he's hilarious i didn't know that because he's german and he makes fun of he's like he's like i thought the javelin guy was german 
The guy with the long blonde hair? Oh, maybe that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. That guy's definitely wrong. German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever the German guy is, look at him. He's a comedian. He's hilarious. He makes fun of, like, American idioms quite a bit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So so he's worth looking into. Uh, but he I was did funny. Like, I did like when the guy's arms were getting shot and he was just laying on the beach flailing while his arms were getting shot. Well, and they did a good job of make, of just saying like, hey, okay, this is a this is a ridiculous anti-hero. It's a stupid power to have. He can disconnect his arms and do just smack the guards. Yeah, he went up and beep. Was, hey. <laughs> and he's just standing out there. It makes no sense whatsoever. You're like, this is literally a worthless a worthless superpower. Yeah. But no, so I, yeah, so I liked it as it started. Like, it started out strong. And I do think they kind of gave a finger to the first film because the first film, they spent, everybody got their entrance. Yep. You know, which honestly was almost one of my favorite parts of the first one. They, they executed it so much better. Yeah, this one, they just kind of like breezed through it. So I didn't know if it was even like, you know, except giving the old film the finger. Yeah, well, and it wasn't, they just, they got down to brass tacks. There wasn't this, uh, like, music video style backstory. They didn't spend $100 million on music. Yeah, and yeah, just that they really banked on the soundtrack on the first one. Gee, that's why the trailer was great and the movie was shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, where was I? Oh, I had this. Um, buh, 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 buh. Oh, I was a little surprised how quickly they killed off Captain Boomerang given uh, his sizable role in the first movie but i was okay with him doing it i was too because he was shit in the first one he yeah didn't, he didn't do anything this one at least he had it sharpened and like killed a few people but he didn't do anything in the first one well and jai so courtney i was happy they got rid of him jai courtney is really he's just becoming he used to be a guy who was cast in lead roles back in the day he can't like now he I'm, he's having a hard time getting work uh, he's not that great of an actor i think that might be true That's, I, th I think the problem is he's not he's not like super good looking Good looking. He's good looking, but not uh, not like he'd be a list good looking. He's like henchman good looking. Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a problem for him. Uh, wasn't he in a? Um, he's boyfriend body, best friend face. There you go. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's and that's that's not great for a leading man. No, when you got, when you got Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that guy is stunning. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. You, it's, just, it's not going to work out. He's had a great career being the same guy in every single movie. Right. The same guy. Still, and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to double down and do Deadpool 1 and 2. You're going to love it. Crushed it. Yep, he did. Well, that was he basically is playing the Deadpool character in all the films. He just finally got to do Deadpool. Right. Yeah. No, which, so he's really good in it. Like, cause when you remember from Blade Trinity, that was Deadpool. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, did you notice the first time? And I, I didn't notice the first time. The second time, I was like, Jesus Christ. When The scene when they're camping in the jungle and then John Cena pops up in his whitey tidies. Holy shit. Is that prosthetic or is it real? <laughs> I think I did notice it the Holy first time. Holy shit. And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's a John Hamhog. That bulge was gigantic. I am guessing that's a prosthetic. No, and I know it's because the next, there was a scene, a couple scenes later, where the El Presidente was walking out of his hot tub, and I was like, not as impressive. Which I would, having not, having not watched uh, WWE, I think if it was that, from W, because doesn't he wear a Speedo? Yeah, yeah. Or does oh, he yeah. wear shorts? No, 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 no. Know. He, I remember him wearing the, the cutoffs, the briefs. I'm sure if that was him, you would know that from that yeah i wonder if that's written in his deal where he's like if i'm in underwear we did we've got to it was this actually up. it was actually subtly hilarious though that he did that because he's standing there in the whitey tidies and he looks unnatural oh yeah enough as it is and then you see that and you just see this like pringles can yeah dude <laughs> I, this fucking you know? cougar tail <laughs> right. i mean jesus christ like, jesus. Like, 
Uh, but anyway, that was funny. I did, and I did notice that, uh, oddly. No, it was very... I mean, like, looking man. back, it's like, was I upset by it? No. No. Not really. It's like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's, a, that's about right. It's a big deal. That, that's about what I want in John Cena. Yeah. I also thought <laughs> their execution of Ninawe was really, really well done. I King Shark is a very strange character to execute and portray especially when he's going to be cgi'd and sly stallone killed it in the voiceover he did kill very it. funny he did kill it he i was very funny i would say in the past few years i've gotten more of an appreciation for people that can voiceover act it's well. not as easy as you think yeah no i think it in, to actually get that to come through somewhat but it was really he like almost eats the gal in the middle of the night yeah and it's so strange because and. they make they make him be this lovable moron that's also extremely terrifying and yeah. is it but he's one of my favorite characters in the movie Sly did a good job and just the the way he's designed looked good as yeah. opposed to like when you look at how killer croc was designed and like his he was wearing that uh gator suit yeah he uh, was he was he was he was uh over the top it yeah. was in which i get it he's a human crocodile hybrid it's it's a tough execute but, but it's but, weird because they which not that it matters but they made a black human crocodile yes hybrid. he yes and you know that not because of his color or what he looks like. I think just, he might drop an M-bomb. Well, maybe. I can't remember. It wouldn't surprise me. I think it was PG-13, so maybe he didn't. Maybe you can, I can get away with one M-bomb in a PG-13. Yeah, but no, I agree. I think they did. They It sucks because, I yeah, Killer Croc was terrible. His little run. Yeah. And then, uh, but then the uh, the shark dude was pretty good. Yeah. Nanawe. He was great. Nanawe, yeah. Big fan. And, oh, yeah. That was, okay. There were, I noticed this the second time around. There was... A full frontal dick in this movie that I didn't see the first time. I didn't know. I, I just saw John Cena's. No, no, no. There was a scene later when they're taking out all the freedom fighters in the jungle before they meet what's her lady face. And there's a, the guy that um, <laughs> that blood sport shoots on the shitter. His dick is hanging out when he falls over. I didn't know that. Is it just like a blip? Uh, I, It's more than a blip because I was like, is that? A oh, yep, that's a dick. I mean, really? It, yeah. So that was I was like, oh, wow, there is a bare full frontal dick in See, this film. and that is the funny thing i bet you the more you unfold in this the more of like the random shit you'd find oh uh, yeah i don't think it makes it like a better movie like to overall but it is interesting that they did that those details yeah and i, I it was definitely a choice and you know i'm i, I like it it was good it's a choice yeah. it was a choice that i you know i, I didn't know it, it, it is if you don't look for it which i don't i guess i had just seen john cena's like big bulge i'm like how many dicks are in this movie? Anything less than that just wasn't going to count. Which, to be fair, we've been seeing obligatory boobs in movies forever. Yeah, I'm a big it's fan of that, too. Yeah, yeah, I would, I'm a bigger fan of that than I am the obligatory penis. But. I think America needs to be more on track with nudity. It's not an unnatural thing. You know, it's it, you see dicks in the locker room all the time. It, it's, you know, it's it's just a piece of an I'm I'm completely not on that bandwagon. If you got a dick, lock it up. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Don't, well, I, I, well, my next move is going to pull my dick out. Oh, so, well, yeah, know, I guess I'll, I'll, ref, yeah, I'll refrain yeah, from that. Yeah, not doing that. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the thinker was a strange character. Um, he never showed a superpower. Really? He just he thought he was a genius, I guess. was and The thing is, they, his wardrobe was weird. He was dressed in like a tracksuit half the movie, which I'm like, that's a strange choice. They did a bad job on him. Yeah. I, I will say they did a bad job on it, him. There's no character development with him. You just know he's a genius who's been working on Project Starfish in this remote secret lab for 30 years and that he's been abusing the alien starfish. I expected at least one good, like, no, I didn't expect him to be a big part, but I expected like a good monologue and for him to have a little bit more presence than he did. Well, I thought he was going to be a villain. He was just kind of a, a side tertiary character that didn't do a whole lot. 
that they showed up and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. So I've been raising a big starfish and now you guys are here. It's all over. That's it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Way to, way to, way to think your way out of that one. Uh, we need to talk about Polka Dot Man, though. I love Polka Dot Man. He's so, they did such a great job with Polka Dot Man. Yeah, Polka Dot Man and His Polka ba- Dot Man, John Cena, and then the shark dude, you know, Sly Stallone, definitely kind of stole it for me. Three of the hardest characters to execute, too, and they did a great job on all of them. Because when you look at Bloodsport, very easy. Just cast a leading man who's an action hero. Just You're done. Will Smith squared. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what they did. I mean, yeah. this wasn't a direct replacement, but it's the same character. I mean, they're a very what oddly I hate to say it. I liked uh, Deadshot more than Bloodsport. I was they're the same character. I didn't. I don't know if I have a preference to one or the other. I prefer Idris Elba as an actor, but not by a lot. I don't know. I like I like Will Smith quite. I I, I guess I had an issue with it because uh, Deadshot was easy because they did a lot of showy things with the guns and pistols, and you knew what he was. Yeah. Whereas Bloodsport was oh I've got a mask and I. He never, in my opinion, really like came in there and kicked ass. No, well, he he just had these weird mechanisms that turned like these weird things that turned into what I guess were guns. They didn't he look had like a guns. bunch of guns. Yeah, and and it was like a it's like a, a morphed very fast Iron Man suit. Yeah, it is. It's it is it's Iron Man esque for sure because he just kind of morphs these things into weapons and they look very strange. They don't look like guns, but um, and then he has that little. I don't know. I thought he was weak. I thought overall he was weak. I like, I like it. I, Idris Elba. It's not a check mark in his ten, but I just thought he was really weak. Yeah, there's not much to do with that. He's, I mean, because he already did Deadshot. Like you said, John Cena probably had more. His character had a higher ceiling because there's just more to do with that guy. That guy's got more of a personality. But arguably, if you think of uh, Will Smith in the first one, they had the whole thing where he gets caught by Batman. There's his daughter sequence. There was, you know, like. Well, they both had daughter sequences. Yeah, but. One of them yelled, told him to go fuck themselves a whole lot. I know, and that was. They, I just thought they were trying to do something different. And I, 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 Will Smith in this movie. You know, if you took Deadshot and put him in this, it would have been exponentially better. Well, he was going to be in it. He had scheduling conflicts because he was filming King Richard, that movie about Venus and Serena Williams' dad. That actually looks really good. That looks bomb. Dude. I don't have any interest. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I just... Uh, I'm here for his dramatic roles. I'm he, he really doesn't... here, and I and I think that's a cool story. And if you'd like... I don't know the story of their father. I'm, I know he, he raised Venus and Serena Williams, but that's the extent of my knowledge. It's it's one of those things that it's like you... you, you you hear about the president, the the parents that push their kids like super hard to go, do good in sports. The Joe Jacksons of the world, right? And it's like I'm going to push you, and then this is all going to work out pretty well in the end. And then, well, and then you figure out that there's a cost uh, with all that pushing too. While they do strive to be the greatest at what they do, I think they like you look at Michael. Michael was not a well balanced person at the end of his life. About Michael Jordan? No, Jackson. Oh, you know, because Joe Jackson was Michael's dad. Oh, it's like I never yeah. had a childhood, and you know, because Joe <laughs> blanket. Yeah, but that's you know, that's all. There's there's remnants of that throughout there. You know, some people are gonna snap, some people are not gonna do it well. But yeah, uh, but Venus and Serena have clearly done well. Yeah, they seem fine, and they're still like pretty. You know, they're still very well respected throughout. Well, yeah, they're they're very at the, for tennis players pretty old. They they're yeah. definitely on the back nine of their tennis career. Yeah, but they had to, they had a phenomenal. Career, oh yes, yeah, Serena and shook the sport up quite a bit. Yes, yeah, Serena's the greatest female tennis player of all time, and I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I like I said, I don't know a whole lot. Anyway, long story short, Will Smith and this would have been better. This Rick Flag, you could that be right. Will Smith. I preferred this Rick Flag to the Rick Flag in the first right. one for sure. 
But I just, I was okay with this movie until they kind of got to the compound where the starfish was. Then it really went off the rails. And to be honest, like this was one that I time checked. You think they, they jumped the shark with the starfish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really think they do. And, and, and it's whole, and also like a weird, a weird note, this movie was gross yeah. in like a very weird way. Very stylized. Yeah. That I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like it was okay, but it honestly kind of goes too far. Uh, and it also had remnants of the first one because in the first one they get the like mucus heads. Oh yeah, and this those one, were they, stupid. The mucus heads were stupid, and this one they get the starfish on the face, and they kind of just stole that from Alien. Yeah, and it, it is cool. What well, I, I said, cool, not in a good way, but it is nice that they wrote it in there that you don't kill the starfish and they release and the person's fine. It's like no, when you get hit in the face with that thing, you're dead. Yeah, they were feeding off the thing was feeding off their consciousness. I gotta think that affects you long term somehow. No, no, I think you're dead. I think by the okay, time that's what I thought. It, yeah, I, I, like I, I think because when they killed it, everybody died. Yeah, I think that's true. And because it's just extensions of itself. The gross thing for me, I don't like weird sci-fi stuff. And the starfish coming out of its armpit grossed me the fuck out. I actually agree with that. It's like, gross. I, I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't like, like it. I should have, but like that was the one thing I was like, this is pretty. Just it's just gross. Yeah. And I don't think if you're trying to be funny, like there's a crowd for that. But I don't think that this was appropriate for this movie uh, it, 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 i didn't like it it wasn't yeah. for me it, that, and my guess is i blame james gunn for that yeah i'm sure it was his that's i'm sure it was his vision yeah for sure and it just wasn't i enjoyed most of it that the coming out of the armpits thing was gross who is uh who's the guy that did 300 oh zach snyder zach snyder so yes. it's funny i feel the same way about james gunn as i do zach snyder go on they have a very specific like uh style presence yep. you know like okay this is you know the specific mode all that stuff like when you that. watch the movie you know it's a james gunner zack snyder film right but i don't think it translates well to all the all the projects they get put on no probably like not. zack snyder was good for like watchmen bad for batman and superman yeah although the snyder cut of justice league i know you didn't think it was better i, I thought it was i liked it i genuinely liked it there were there were elements uh, they did a good four job fucking with, hours but with cyborg and the flash oh so much know. better they did a good, you know, so I think it it was a better movie if they would have put that out. But um, I still think his visual style looks so CGI'd and edited in the end that I have a really hard time. And this is Snyder into, we're talking about? Snyder. Yeah. And James Gunn's kind of the same way that it's so over the top. And like even the blood in it is almost like bubbly and cartoony. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that he's got his own like shtick. And I... I don't know. Like he was probably not a bad choice to do this movie, but it just a little bit too far. What's funny is he said he enjoyed this movie more because he finally used more practical effects than CGI. Because in Guardians of the Galaxy, ninety percent of that movie is CGI. Yeah, and I I think he did it, but I don't know. I just thought there. I would I enjoyed this movie until they got to where they were fighting the starfish. Yeah, it got to uh, alternative maybe. Yeah, it just went off the rails, and it's like, and two, it was almost like a different thing. Yeah, it was really funny. Though. It seemed like it just, it just didn't belong in that movie. Yeah, right. When John Cena and them they show up and they kill that entire like, uh, yeah, the Freedom Fighters, <laughs> they kill all them and they're the good guys. So that like they did, he did stuff like that that I thought was really funny. You no, know, he's uh, very very. His line delivery is great. He's like, no one likes to show off. They yeah. do when you show off as dope as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that that banter was okay, but it just didn't carry the whole movie for me. No, it yeah, the, they kind of had that um, nemesis 
competing each other competing against each other element and they only did that well until they well until they turned against each other and then they you know killed each so other. here's the real question in, in a, a year from now will you go back to it i don't know it's a good question maybe i probably will you think you will i think i think if i had to guess i think i will that's funny because I, I think i'm done with it if, like they, I, if they make another one would you watch it i probably would just because you know it's it's like the that's it. They're, they're in the same spot like Marvel. Like, you're going to yeah. show up no matter what just to say it's good or bad. It's good water cooler talk. Right. So they're going to take my money one way or the other. So everything, my opinion doesn't matter at all. So, no, it's like uh, the Fast films. I haven't enjoyed one since the seventh. Uh, so the last two, have I think, have been really bad. But I'm going to see the tenth one, even though they're making it into two movies. Yeah. God not, damn it, dude. <laughs> we get it. You're going to squeeze every cent out of us you it's can. Not, it's not Harry Potter. No, it's not. You don't need to make it two movies. Because hey, nobody knows what happens. No. And it's not written. It's so not just been written. Ma- just write it as one movie. Yeah, I agree with that. I fully agree with that. So the first thing I think that was way out of place, have no idea what that was about, could have been cut, is the entire sequence of Harley Quinn falling in love with the president guy. What the fuck was that? So oddly enough, that was of my like I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh man, I was just this doesn't it did take a sidestep into nowhere for a while. Yeah. Like it didn't like hard left turn. Hard left turn, but they did a good job with it. Like I think Harley Quinn on screen does pretty good. And I think they were just like because uh, I think I read something. She was only in like nine minutes of the first film. Really? I don't think she had a tremendous I I could be wrong. But no, it, that, it was either that or maybe Birds of Prey. One of the movies She was she in a lot did, of Birds of Prey. That movie was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, she was, a, but one of them, she didn't get that much screen time at the end of the day, and so I think they did that to give her her own little sizer. And I thought it was hilarious when she just shot him. No, it's great, and the monologue she gives about uh, the t- like her dating history and dating toxic men and like seeing red flags. It's really good. It's well yeah, acted. Yeah. It's funny. It's kind of tragic. Like it, it, it has all of it. It's nice that she got to play with that a little bit. And I think Margot Robbie, like I don't know if it's a hot take or not. She's a good actress. Yeah. Oh, I think so. She's a good actress. I think that's pretty. I think that's kind of uh, the, the overall consensus. On I her. would well, and I would honestly argue that her good looks almost get in the way of her acting. Yep. I completely agree with you that. You know, because it's because re- she is stunning. Yeah, it's it's but, really hard to get across. Like you look past it, and then you're just like, no, 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 she's a great actress too. Right, that's really tough. I mean, uh, just the 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 accuracy of her accent in The Wolf of Wall Street, because she's Australian, and right. so it's not her natural accent. And that's not even most Americans' natural accent. It's a very Brooklyn, uh, you know, um, blue, like. Brooklyn blue collar accent, and she nailed it. Yeah. Holy shit, she was good. Yeah. Well, and have you seen I Tanya? Yeah, she's great. She's great in that. Alice and Janney also great. Which in that. actually good for them. They finally got her a role where she could just actually act. Uh, and it's funny, she's good enough. Like Quentin Tarantino put him in Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood, and everybody says, "Oh, she was just ditzy throughout." It's like, no, no, no. She knew the assignment yep. and she delivered. Yeah, she was playing Sharon Tate. She wasn't supposed to dominate the film, and she didn't. You know, this that was that was a Brad Leo film. No one else was supposed to stand. Al Pacino didn't even well, stand too, out. She's the victim in real life that died, so she's supposed to be kind of this like heavenly, you know, like not aloof, but like very like pleasant. And, yes, and, and like just she's just kind of supposed to float through the screen, like. No, no, no! You don't want to destroy that. Like it's all the beauty over there. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's like it's like. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. That's that's a good take. And I didn't even really break it down to that granular level, granular level until you said it. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So to me, I think that was written well. She performed it well. 
all that. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's a good actress. I think I'd like to see her, which is funny. We're gonna, I'd like to see her get out of the Harley Quinn aspect. Yeah. And get into more, which, uh, what was the other one? Bombshell? Yep. Holy shit, she looked like um, Megan Kelly. They in that. looked like. Oh, no, that was Charlize Theron. Sorry. Charlize Theron, yeah. yeah. But I still honestly think she's better than, like, the Bombshell movie. Yeah, she's great like, in that she's movie. Better than all those things. So I think she just needs to find roles, which it's it's getting her famous, it's getting her money, but well, she yeah. just needs to find stuff where she can kind of. Harley Quinn is bringing definitely bringing home some major bank, like oh yeah, tons of money. Yeah. Uh, before this movie, I really didn't think there would be a scenario where a humanoid shark yelling "fuck" because of his terrible fake mustache was something I'd ever laugh at, but I absolutely did. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> That's funny. It, it, that that scene was very funny. It was uh, Idris just wouldn't even look at him. He was like, "No, nope, it's a terrible mustache." It's like I can fucking tell it to you. And he goes, "Fuck!" <laughs> that was pretty good. I mean, yeah, the shark did a good job. He, I I cannot say enough good things about Sylvester Stallone in this movie. He was very funny. But Polka Dot Man, his whole that that they did a good. That was probably he's he's been in so many things. Is that as a, a weird creepy guy? And then, yeah. uh, and he, this is his breakout role, and good for him. He, yeah, man. I mean, he was he, his backstory was very good. Uh, the the execution of killing people with the polka dots. You were thinking, how are they going to do this? It's going to be stupid. Turns out very deadly. Very deadly. Very cool. And it's great. He has to like purge him. Yeah, it's well. He was infected with like a inter like interdimensional disease. Yeah. So the, which is funny, they have him on the collar that like suppresses it. And yep. it's funny if you're him because he hates it. He'd want to just keep the collar, but I thought he was pretty good too. That he's, you know, they're like, oh, what are like, we're all going to die. And he's like, oh, I hope. And he's like, I hope so. He's yeah. just, he's so depressed because of his, because yeah. of this, uh, this horrible illness that he's been afflicted with. Then right at the end, he's like, I'm a superhero splat. Yeah, I, I was kind of sad they killed him. I would have liked to they see more kept of him. him going. He, I was so, the weird thing is, I was so concerned they were going to kill King Shark. I'm like, don't kill King Shark. Leave him alive. I feel like they tried. I mean, the, the, the starfish. Well, you know, bust him through buildings, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he but fell 11 stories. Yeah. And it was your Polka Dot Man had the, like, Norman Bates concept. For or, sure. You know, or whatever complex. Yeah. Uh, which they did a lot of. You know, they did, and they, they could have dialed that back just a tidge. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, I mean, that's his motivation. He, he doesn't like killing people unless he can visualize them as his mother. Yeah. He just visualizes everybody that way, just to show that he's off the rails. But no, they did a good job on him. Yeah, so here's a, a hot take, and you you can call it bullshit if you want. I think John Cena's kind of a butterface. I mean, he is obviously a fantastic body, but his face kind of looks like a brick fucked and ugly broad. I think he doesn't look like a real person. Yeah, it's weird. He doesn't look like a real his person. His features are so drastic and so pronounced. He looks, uh, you know, on, uh, on, and I didn't realize this until now, on Mario, where you're jumping through the lava levels yeah. and there's the bricks that fall. Yeah. The faces on those look like John Cena are what he is. That's what I'm saying. It's just you look at his face and you're like, what is happening? I know he hasn't had surgery, but it almost looks like he has. And I'm worried he's not going to age well because his arms are just like too big. And it's like they're strong, but they also are starting to not look good. Is he mid 40s, you think? I have no clue. He's got to be at least 40. I have no clue. I got to think he's at least 40. But that guy takes care of himself, man, you know? Yeah, but if he's, if he's juicing. Yeah, I think. He probably is. You know, you, you can't keep that kind of physique like all the way into your sixties. No, if you if you don't if you've never had abs by the time you're thirty, you're not going to. It's not going to happen. That's yeah, probably true. for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> but that guy that guy was fucking born with abs. That guy was born with a washboard six pack. I think he works out. A oh yeah, ton. I think he I think he gets that. But yeah. And, and, oh, I don't think that's. I don't think that just happens. I think he works out that chin. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking, that's the strongest jawline I've seen in a right. long time. Uh, but I, he's great in comedic roles. He's great in comedic roles. Yeah. I, I like him. He definitely, and the thing is, he was for the longest time stuck on that B-roll shitty, like, yeah. movies produced by WWE type, and he really came out and rose to the top. Probably because he's a good person. He does seem like he's a genuinely really decent guy. Yeah, I mean, like, no, no, no. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like if Mark Wahlberg was ingested with whatever makes Bruce Banner the Hulk. Anabolic steroids. Yeah. Well, that's not gamma rays. HGH. There you go. Um. Did okay. You know, did James Gunn try to make that van they were in that Milton was driving look like the Mystery Machine? It just had the same colors. It was weird. I'm like, that looks like the Mystery Machine. That may be one of those weird details that you find out. James Gunn's like an uber, you know, Scooby-Doo fan. Yep. And So one thing about Peacemaker's weaponry, you might be able to answer this, but if not, I have in stars we can call Kyle. Yeah, we need to probably get Kyle for that. He knows way more about guns than I do. Okay. Well, he's seen it, so let's let's give him a call real quick. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, shit. It's 947. Yeah, no, no, it's, don't, it's too late. Don't call I, yeah, yeah. The, he's, he's got kids. Never mind. He's well, probably in bath. But you did now. notice those Desert Eagles had extraordinarily long barrels. Like, they were awkwardly long. I didn't, you know, he's, he's got suppressors. Well, I think that was kind of the point. He's got the suppressors on the end of it. So well, not, he didn't always. He had for that one scene, but then his regular, like, when he shoot, uh, shoots a blood sport, like, it's it's like a, a foot fucking long. And you think, I get it. He He's, he's a big douchebag with a really big gun. But I've never seen a Desert Eagle with that long of a barrel. I mean, everything's supposed to be... You know, have you ever seen a guy with that big of biceps or chin? No, that's a great point. <laughs> it's got to make They it. had to extend the barrel. It just <laughs> right. proportionally yeah, wouldn't look just, right. Did you see his junk at the beginning? Like, <sighs> Did yeah, I? What are they going to do? Give him like a little like three-inch suppressor and call it a day? No, you got to go for the you know the $5 foot long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's that thing costs way more than five bucks. Yeah. Uh, and la- one of the last things I have, uh, Gunn definitely took a note from Tarantino. He Tarantinoed a lot of this movie with the timeline. Goes back and forth. It yeah, kind of yeah. it'll it'll start somewhere and then take you back to fi- you know two days earlier. Then anyways, that's a he kind of. Yeah, and I think they just did that honestly to try to make it less linear and more interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. There was no reason for it to be. It wasn't so complex. There was no. There was no huge payoff. And that's the problem is I yeah. think you're doing all this stuff and then you get to it and it's like, oh, they're just fighting a starfish. Yeah. And it's, it's Starro the Conqueror. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're right. Yeah. It's like you're just making me feel dumb for for thinking there was more here than that. It, so the last thing I have is in regards to King Shark again. I, I think I liked it more than I thought. Uh, it was, they really, really did a number on me. when hand. Hand. Yes, that is your hand. He, when he the whole film, he found out he didn't have any friends and he wasn't smart. He's reading the book upside down, and then the first time he finds what he thinks are friends, they're just these blood sucking fish that want to just kill him. It's t- it's horribly. It's got to be horribly traumatic for him. It is sad. He learned a lot. Kind of. So really, this is just a coming of age story for for shark. King Shark. Yeah. Yes. That's all it is. It's uh, you know what. But I, then he found his true friends were there the entire time. He just needed to not eat them. Yeah, the Rat Lady. She was supposed to be the heart of the film, and. I just didn't. I like. She did a fine job. I just don't like the character idea. She like, felt too much like a, like a cheap version of Enchantress from the first one. A little too, bit, which I didn't really like. Um, and two, uh, they didn't do a good job with Idris Elba being afraid of rats. Yeah, it wasn't. He, he was you didn't believe too it. Uncharacteristically afraid of rats, and and that was another part that I thought they did a really bad job on. Yeah, actually, the more I think about it. I just didn't show up for this one. You, you think he phoned it in? I think he phoned it in. Okay. I really do. Okay. Uh, you know, ca- cash that paycheck, you know, come back. He's great in the, um, 
Oh, and Taken, and he's great in those. And Molly's Game. Taken? Not Taken, sorry. Uh, Takers. Yes. Takers. I like that movie. That's an underrated movie. It is an underrated movie. He's great in that like very posh, suave, you know, fit guy that can do things, but he's not good in these, in my opinion. An international bank robber and, or any kind of And robber. what was the, the the Stephen King movie, The Two Towers? Yeah, uh, The Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Terrible. Yeah, him and McConaughey. What a promising cast. And just, it was... Um, that's the thing with Stephen King adaptations. Some of them are really good, and some of them are total dog shit. Yeah, that one was bad. I just uh, it, it just goes to show you that just because you have good source material doesn't mean you can execute a good film. It's making the screenplay. Yeah. Actually, have you seen the, the Netflix deal? I know we're bouncing all over the place. No, no, it's, it's open format. Uh, Netflix, where they're talking about the one of the movies that made us. They're talking about Die Hard. I've seen some of those, yeah. Yeah, but the Die Hard movie, you say, yeah, this started out as something entirely different, and it was a great book, but we had a really hard time turning it into a film adaptation until we switched out what the main character was. You know, like there Yeah. Were, there were other things they had to do, and so... Uh, you can't disagree that Stephen King's a great writer, but no, he is translating things into film. I think they do need to take a lot more liberties to make it enjoyable because they're not really written for the screen. It's just a different medium. Something you can read in a book is not necessarily something enjoyable to see on a screen, right? Un unless it's done really well. And I, like I said, I don't think I think like you were just saying, get, like getting a screenplay out of a book is not easy. Kind of like James Gunn does a good job on Marvel movies. Let's not have him translate and do the Suicide Squad. Yeah, he wrote this film, too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, I know. I knew that. I knew that. Oh, that was part of it. Yeah, sorry, James Gunn. Uh, just do better in the future. That's all I have to say. Yeah, dude, I saw a picture of him recently. His, I don't know what happened. His hair is bright white now. Uh, all that pressure. I guess. All that Hollywood pressure. He just aged a lot since the first Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. Yeah. Which Guardians are good. But. Yeah, no, those are good films. All right. Do you know what time it is? It's time. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. That was a good one. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Good you know, timing. those have been underplayed lately. You, you're doing it every time, so you should have it down. But Well, yeah, you'd think. The Calvin fart. You would think. Calvin should get back on this his podcast. Oh, no, we're still time. paying him royalties for that fart. Yeah, of course. He's still, he's still cashing and he's, checks. And he's still farting every day. I know, man. I, had I known what it was going to cost us, I would have taken it off a while ago. <laughs> this is the portion of the podcast where you have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Chris gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun, and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun, and I don't. But inevitably, we'll all end up shotgunning because that kind of show, number one. True or false, Idris Elba was originally hired to replace Will Smith as Deadshot, but later signed on to play Bloodsport so Smith could return in a future film. True. It is true. And I don't know. I mean, that's why they screwed his character. It's up. the same character, but whatever. <laughs> so they're, well, they did a bad job. I am, I, I like Deadshot way more than I do Bloodsport. Number two, which actor did James Gunn originally have in mind to play Peacemaker, as it was not originally John Cena? Was it A, Dave Batista? B, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, C, Vin Diesel, or D, Stone Cold Steve Austin? I'm going to say Vin Diesel. Uh, Dave Bautista was originally uh, wanted to play for uh, play this role, and he turned it down for some reason. Hot I, take, do not like him. Um, Can't stand him. I he, like him as Dr Drac. Is he, that Drac? He's, he's, a, he's a dick and a diva in, in real life. Oh, is he really? Oh, my God. I did not know this. So many things, and he gets in fights, and, and it's funny. He likes, I guess you, know, you, you see all the stories that come up about – I think he's just really cocky. I can see that. I think he's just really cocky. And then you've got like John Cena, who's 
pretty humble and fun. You know, seems like a sweet man, right? Or the Rock even seems like a genuinely right. sweet guy. And I and and I think Dave Batista's acting career is going to be shunned by the fact that he's kind of a tool. Could be. He was good. He's been all right. So he was good in the Guardians movies. He had a small role, but was pretty good in that new. Um, oh, Ryan Gosling movie. The, uh, the fucking. God damn it. It's a really famous movie. It was a sequel. Oh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yes. He had a small role, but I, I liked him in his small. Yeah, he's supposed to be smart. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? He convinced me for five minutes. Yeah, didn't me. All right. Number three, over under 12. How many original suicide, how many original suicide Squad comic book characters were killed in this movie? Over under 12. Over. Under it was 11. Oh, damn it. So that's quite a few You're characters. You're always like right on there. It's either one or the other. You should be like, well, yeah, over, that's how it under. goes. Yeah, I know, but it should be like over under six. You're like, I don't know, under, and you're like, no, 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 twenty. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Number four, true or false? This is the first R-rated film to be shot entirely on IMAX film and cameras. False. It is true. It's the first R-rated film to be shot straight, like all IMAX, which. Turned out to be a huge fucking waste of time, given that this was released on HBO Max. Other funny one. Uh, PG-13 movies exist because of Indiana Jones and the, the Temple one. And Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Is that the first PG-13 movie? I believe so. Oh, that's interesting. Because I remember for the longest time, the vacation... No, that was R. But th there would be movies rated PG that say the word fuck. I'm like, this is wild. Right. They and so they, they do the PG thirteen came up because they're like, you know what? We've kind of got a tweener here. Perhaps we need a broader spectrum of ratings. Right. Now they just need to do away with it because who's not you know what I mean? Like kids do crazy shit now anyway. Yeah, I don't think they're not I don't think they're you know, like when I was younger, you had to show an ID to get into a rated R film. I don't think they do that anymore. Probably not. We did have to do that because we'd have to like quote unquote sneak in. You'd buy a ticket yep. to a different movie and then go, you know. And then sometimes if it was a popular rated R film, they would have guys at the door, like of the of the theater, right. checking Check IDs. It was like, oh fuck you, dude, get out of here. Yeah, and Calvin would take the popcorn out of the trash can. Just so gross. <laughs> And get a free refill. From he, the previous, he was oh man. He would fish a popcorn bin out of the trash can and, and go back and get a free refill. Totally outing him on this. He'd be the guy too. We'd go and pay for a movie, and you'd have to let him in. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna sneak in. I'm not gonna pay for it. It's like Calvin. We're gonna open up the door. Movies for are it, yeah. five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you, you. all right. Number five, last one. Which director was never... So all of these directors were originally in talks to direct the film. Which one of these directors was not ever in talks to helm the sequel before James Gunn was hired? This so is going to piss me off. Which one of them was not ever in talks to direct this film? Was A. Zack Snyder, B. David Ayer, C. Mel Gibson, or D. Daniel Espinosa? Which one was not? Which one was not spoken to about directing the film? Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, incorrect. Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. So they were... Oh, Mel Gibson was... was a, was signed on at one point to direct this movie, and they're like, "Oh wait, James Gunn's available." So I don't know. I I would argue that it, that any of those other ones would have been better. I like Mel Gibson. I mean, crazy, I, crazy person. Mel usually directs more epics like Apocalypto and Braveheart. This technically, this technically, I think this would have been better if it would have had that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, usually I would have been. It would have held my interest for the the runtime. Well, you, you got to think one of these people hiring the directors was Jewish and was like, "Ah, we're gonna nix Mel." <laughs> We're out on Mel. Damn. We just listened to the tape again. We we have not we forgiven just, him. Oh, we just Googled him. Damn it. Ugh. Yeah. Who was the one? David Ayer? David Ayer and Daniel Espinosa, which I didn't, I don't know who that was. I guess he's a big director. I don't know. I don't know. David Ayer would probably have been the, my first choice for this. David Ayer is, 
Well, I think didn't he direct uh, that Shia LaBeouf movie where he's culturally appropriating Latin people? Um, one that you've seen twenty times. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, I can't think. Well, I can't <laughs> think of the name. That, oh, the, the one that's probably queued up on your TV right the now. Tax the tax collector. collector. You had me on this podcast for that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, it's still David Ayer would have been better, but that was a bad movie. It's still a bad movie. Don't, I know. It's a it's a guilty pleasure. Just don't watch it anymore. It's a guilty pleasure. Do me a favor. Just don't watch it anymore. I can't make any promises. Yeah, well. I'll do my best. Well, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'm going to watch as soon as you leave now. I, I probably. I'm turning it on. I'm sure it's queued up. All right, let's go on to Drinking Buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we uh, choose an, a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly fucked up, shit-faced, drunk, shy vote, if you will, and uh, you know I will, with uh, who is your drinking buddy? There's there's, there's two good answers. Uh, Peacemaker is a good answer. Yep. Um, Peacemaker would have been my first choice. You're going to go the shark. King Shark would have been my other choice, but then I think it's weird because... I don't. Is a shark? I don't know. Understand the biology there. I don't know if he would drink. But but then it's weird because it's a shark. <laughs> I mean, he's a, a humanoid shark. So I don't know. I don't know if he'd be a good drinking buddy. Um, I you know I'm actually oddly gonna go with Rick Flag. That's not terrible. Rick Rick would be a cool he guy. Would have been yeah. in this one to just cut loose with. I think he would have been better. I'm not drinking with the rat lady. Uh, no, not drinking with Idris. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> Idris is gonna. He's. You, you just feel free to come on and defend your honor. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to defend here. You've already lost. Okay, and now the final segment. Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will set the critics at a ninety-two percent. I am happy. I don't know the answer to this, and I'm gonna say under. Is ninety-one percent? Once again, it's <laughs> yeah, it's under. <laughs> and then the audience, I will set at an eighty-five percent. Oh boy! Well, now that we know it's an, so, it's either going to be like literally eighty-five point five or ninety-four point five. Well, you know, uh, there's, there's no decimals. I'm still going. I'm going to go over then. Uh, under eighty-three percent. Oh, sorry, two percent. IMDb was a seven and a half. It's always so strange to me the IMDb scale is so drastically different than the Rotten Tomatoes. Like the Rotten Tomatoes. It's just like it's you. I don't think I've seen an IMDb with an 8.0 or maybe there's one or two. I think that Rotten Tomatoes uh, now in time has not become as as not. It's not a reliable source. I don't think it has remained as reliable as it once was. I, I When it first came out, I think everybody liked it because it was pretty accurate. You know it, what I mean? it does seem like there could be people paying reviewers to for a good Rotten Tomatoes rating because I guarantee you that directly affects box office everybody checks around tomatoes I, say, every oh, time this yeah. is certified fresh there's been too many movies in the like 99 and 100 percent yeah that i that are not 99 yeah and two when you have to think about it like this movie's so polarizing that to me this movie getting an 85 should be realistic and that's a good score yeah no it, it's good that's that's a solid movie yeah that's like oh wow it's an 85 and it's a big you know like uh, blockbuster epic awesome yeah I do think Rotten Tomatoes is still fairly reliable in regards to television for the most part. Like if the show has a 95%, I'm usually like, oh, I'll, I'll enjoy this for sure. Movies, you're right, though. It's all over the spectrum. And I think there might be some pay per play there. Pay for play, not pay per play. I, I don't know because I haven't looked into it. But I do know that I've, I've started to rely on Rotten Tomatoes a lot less in the past few years. Do you find IMDb to be reliable? I don't check it. I don't either. IMDb, Not usually. They, they lost me when they updated their app, and now it's... Oh, it's shitty. I hate it. Right. I used to look at IMDb all the time. It's not user-friendly at all. And they, they blend in like too much B and C movie stuff. Yeah. 
And so when you get on there, like, you want to see the latest and greatest trailers. Like, we should be seeing James Bond. We should be seeing Halloween Kills. We yep. should be seeing those. And instead, it's like, no, no, it's the last Mimsy 5. <laughs> Which, I, that trailer was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're here for it. The last four were, you know, pretty good. <laughs> so I'm excited for number five. The last four Mimsies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. The other day, they're like, yeah, man, they're making another uh, the last Airbender film. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't care. Right. I they, don't want to see this. And then they started to do the, like, the whole no small parts thing. Uh, well, yeah, that's not true. Just, that, that, don't tell your kids that. Don't tell your kids there's no small There are small parts. It's well, okay. it's like there are, and sometimes they crush it. Yeah. Like, that's the, you know, that's the point of it, being in there. But, yeah, they're called cameos for a reason. All right. My real buzzed rating of this film is 3.75 out of 5 beers. Really? 375. I'm a solid two. Oh, wow. That's pretty low. I'm a solid two. That's a 40%. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of now, and two, I may have been like a 2.5. Okay. But when I this, heard the Rotten Tomatoes, I've got to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I get I'm, it. I'm, I'm averaging it down. You got to balance the force here. Right. Okay. I get that. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So a two, 375 for me. I think Keenan would give this a three and a half. I'm just going to, I'm putting it out there, Keenan. You give it a three and a half. So you think Keenan really liked it? I haven't talked to him a lot about it, but I think he enjoyed it. And again, I was enjoying this film based off of how shitty the first one was, which really helped it. But yeah, I think he probably enjoyed it. Yeah, I think he he liked it as like a, I don't know, passive movie, but I don't know that he's gotten analytical enough on there for me to know. Well, also, this does help because it's on streaming, and my expectations for streaming movies, I mean, aren't as high as if I'm going and paying 20 bucks in the theater. Yeah. So uh, that could have been part of it, Which too. Which, that's the other deal. It's funny. I will go to a movie, pay $20, $25, is what it is, buy expensive popcorn. Yeah. At home to rent it now, like what Disney's doing. And oh, to pay streaming. 20 bucks? Right. Fuck like, off. I'm not pay- you know, it's funny. <laughs> that's so funny. There's hard pass. No, hard I will not. Pass. I will not. But I will wait. I'm not. I don't care how excited I am for the film. I'm not paying $20 no. to see a movie. And I'm, two, because no. like going to the theater, you know, okay, it's, it, you're paying for the building. You're paying for the brick and mortar. You're doing this stuff like that. No, no, no. This is, it's, it's just a studio grab to get money because that was started to be the going rate for two tickets at movies. You basically, what you have to do is like, uh, like split share that shit and like have people come over and eat. everyone pays five bucks but that's uh, i, don't I like would it. be upset when the theaters start to disappear and it's probably inevitable that something else is going to change i really like the movie theater. i hope they don't i still enjoy the movie theater quite a bit i do too and, and we saw fast uh nine yeah fast 18 um but yeah i don't know i it's still not the same now nah, I, I agree with that there's definitely still this isn't one of those films but there's definitely still films that i'm going to save for movie theaters uh, but it, the streaming thing is so like convenient. Halloween Kills, James Bond. The oh, I'm seeing that in theaters before those. Yep. Yeah, those will definitely be. Uh, but like Black Widow, which, which um, uh, Scarlett Johansson, she's suing him for. She's, yeah, because she's, she's not getting a bunch it. of money. She's like, well, <laughs> on top of that, she's like, I went through all these shitty movies before the Me Too movement. You know, put on all this, all the tight little outfits, and then finally I get my own, and you stub me like that. Yeah, we had like a week in theaters before it was on. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I hope she gets it. Yeah, no, me too. Good for her. F- fuck off, Disney. Yeah, come on, you got plenty. Share it. All right, that does it for another episode of Real Buzz Takes. Today we're at the Real Buzz Two. Chris, take us out. Keep it real while keeping it safe. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Balls. Balls. Oh, thank you.